Hello, hi, welcome. This is Albert, and you are listening to the Tunanishu podcast. But Albert, well, now you don't normally start an episode this way. What's going on? I'm glad you noticed. Thank you for your question. This episode is a special episode. This episode was made in China. In a bathtub, eating toast, looking through the phone book. And you're sitting there, you, the audience, at home, in your car, wherever you may be, with your head, in your ears, in your face. This is weird to you. You're wondering why this episode was made in China. I'm hoping you are, and thinking you should be. I would be, if I were in your position. Fortunately for you, as per the Chinese instruction, I'm going to tell you, not taunt you and make you wonder why the entire episode. I'm just going to tell you why now. <clears throat> Excuse me. If it sounds like I just ate a Philly cheesesteak while watching the Suns lose, you're correct. I did. As for the matter of why this episode was made in China, it is because... China is good at making podcasts. China is good at making everything. That's why America has China make American things. Okay, now that the racists aren't listening, well, the racists that hate the Chinese, at least, well, the racists that hate the Chinese and aren't still listening for a way to figure out how to try and kill me. The real reason this episode is made in China is to demonstrate a point. And if you're clever and you listen carefully and process the information, maybe you will be able to determine what that point is. Or maybe I consider this to be a shitty, poorly made, inferior episode that makes the entire world worse due to inferior ideas, intellect, and engineering as you'd expect in some mongrel, third world mongoloid country. Maybe I just want this shit to go viral. They sponsored this episode and provided the most funding, along with Cake 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 and their signature I Have a Cream Filling Cakes. My favorite is the White Privilege White Devil's Food Cake. Sigh. That's not true. What's really happening, what's really going on, is I want to write the worst that I can. I know that I can write well, and I have, and I know that I'll keep getting better if I try to. But I have no idea just how shitty I can write if I let myself go and let everything out. What awful stuff will just pour out of me? I want to be like Martin Luther King level of good at being Chinese level of awful. That's why I joined Instagram. Yeah, I'm on Instagram now, if you didn't know. That's where I am instead of the website or the Patreon or the Twitter or the Facebook. I'm on Instagram now. Just in case anybody's been wondering. And China. I'm going to be in China because of this episode. I'm in Chinese ears right now as I'm saying this before I've even recorded and posted it. Instagram is cool, though. It's a lot better than I thought it would be, and there's a lot of really incredible art on there. Because I like that. I like art. I like culture. I like shitting all over everything, too, but I also like that. There is something that's been in my mind that's really been driving me lately, though. I think of it with my intention, especially in comedy and especially in the podcast. 
At this point, it's what I most want to do. And I am finally not ashamed to admit that anymore, or intending to move forward to obtain this goal of mine. I want to punch people in their ears as hard as I can, so hard it makes their ears ring. This is just the next best thing, and it has a way bigger reach. Put that on the list of shit my dentist would never say. Along with, it really looks like you flossed, and I love the smell of your breath. We're now going to take a quick commercial break with a collection of Chinese proverbs that I've translated myself. And they could smell for a million miles, cause the cheese rolled in like a soft tide. I like birds sometimes. Breathing through my mouth makes me feel better. Butter by, nothing left to fred. Magic isn't seen, world in weight. I'm just a smokescreen dream, dressed in faces, feces, places to be placed. Free flow of blood boiled, built in small spaces, spaced in small builds, spatulas, and spatulation for my administration, motherfucker. Why you gotta crocodile my phone number? Aren't you lonely with electricity on your face? Beneath my skin, the ocean sounds, pray for a waste, and change to catch that mouse in a trap innocent. I focus on the color red when I look at a stop sign, and when the light's green, my mind changes direction. More yellow than my teeth, uncertainty I feel about brushing, about rushing, about time to open my can of catapults and put new stains on my favorite jeans. Know what I mean, motherfucker. Not a question. I'm telling you, know what a mean motherfucker means when he opens low bins collecting shins. The dissonance gives me spins as I meld between the cracks of everything I've forgotten. How often does it hurt talking in your coffin with no dirt? Coerced cables on the eggs. Can't say it fast enough, but rode some good. It's tough. Fantastic. Such words to live by. Can't hear that enough, really. Fuck. This episode wasn't supposed to be made in China. It was supposed to be made in China. I was going to send a Latina housekeeper to work as a maid in China. Those damn homophones, they get confusing, especially when you use them as much as I do. Shit, and it's not Pride Month anymore, so the gay Chinese are really going to hate me and this episode. But I think it's a good representation of America. Well... We're going to take another quick commercial break so I can get rid of this Chinese script, wash and sanitize and hope I don't have COVID, and figure out what the fuck we're going to do for the rest of this episode. Don't talk so loud. I can hear you just fine. I'm listening. Why are you yelling at me? You want to know why I don't talk? I do talk. I just haven't talked to you. You don't listen. See? You took that personally. You don't bother to hear what I have to say. To talk to me. And even if you did physically, you wouldn't hear me. You wouldn't understand. See? You took that personally too. You only want your turn to talk but you say nothing at all. You don't listen because you don't want to hear. You only want to hear what you want to hear. Are you listening? Of course you're not. You never do. 
I speak because I have something to say. I choose my words very carefully. I make sure they mean exactly what I say, even if defined by my own standards. I won't speak to your uncaring, unappreciating ears because I value my words and the thoughts they express. That is something I share only with those I know. I don't know you. And even more so, you don't know me. If you wish to hear my words, I must know that you will hear them. You must earn that right from me, as I would earn it from you if I wished to hear you speak. But I don't. I'm fine with the silence. It allows me to hear and think much better. And I enjoy that far more than I would a conversation with you that would satisfy only to simply fill a void in your life. I will not fill your silence that makes you uneasy. I will not adhere to your standards of politeness. That is not polite by my standards. If you can respect my silence, that will be our first bond. You probably believe actions speak louder than words. Your actions are the expressions of words which are the tools to express thought. Do you still think actions speak louder? So why should I speak louder? Why should I say anything at all? Maybe you shouldn't ask me why I don't speak, but ask yourself why you do speak, and more importantly, what you say and why. That was a Mexican proverb uh, child story. If you're into that and the poetry and the commercials and other things that I've managed to slip in there throughout the podcast, I've got bad news. I'm just about out of all of it. All the poetry I've written before now. Most of that's old shit that I get re-inspired when I read and remember it or that I like to use for filler as something that is coherent that is thoughtful, well-written, or at least well-intended to adhere to the aim for the podcast. It's hard to write this much shit alone for this long. Plus, this week, I've been spending a lot of time in the kitchen, I've been looking at a lot of jobs, and I've even started training for a new one. On the brighter side, that may make things a little bit better, as well as the one-year anniversary for the Tunanishu podcast which means I won't know which old poems I've already shared, so I'm probably not going to share any unless I write some new shit. Which I haven't been lately, but today I wrote A Chicken in Church, A Church in Chicken, which so far just reminds me of that Bare Naked Ladies song. One year. One year is a long time for me to work on anything, especially something like this. This is the longest and most invested creative project I've ever done now, to this point. Time isn't important and isn't the aim, it's just interesting that it hasn't happened before. It's the unit, the measurement, by which I'm able to mark this progression for myself personally. In celebration of that, I would like to share a special gift that was shared with me. My super special and lovely number 29 fan got me some pins made with my logo on them. And they look really good. I'm going to be wearing them, number 29 is going to be wearing them, my family is going to be wearing them, and I'm going to be sending them to the special people that have helped out and listened or given feedback. 
The people that inspired me and helped me in making this happen that aren't Jesus or God because they did nothing. If that makes any Christians mad, it made some atheists very happy. After awarding and honoring those, there will be a limited number of pins that will only be available for exclusive shoes. And beggars can't be shoes, sir. I haven't decided how I will present these pins, but I'm already feeling like Willy Wonka thinking about it. I'd like there to be certain stipulations in acquiring one as well as in owning and wearing one of these pins. It's not about money, it's about a symbol, it's about an idea, it's about getting this out there so that I can do more of this and more of what makes me happy and figuring out what that is and all that I can do instead of just burning out in my own hate at shit that doesn't. I think about broccoli a lot, and all my notes are sticky. We're going to take another quick commercial break and see if anything's left after. Maybe we're not dying, maybe we're not waiting, and maybe we don't feel. Maybe it's just memories, manifestation, so powerfully physically influenced, we get confused by sensation. Maybe in this box of shadows, I can find you. I can find you. Maybe we're not sad or happy or really anything more than exactly what we are. A brief frame of energy held long enough in places of attraction will crash and melt into expression. Maybe I'll taste the paint this time, and the lines inside me will show up there instead of the paper canvas. Maybe medium is just a way of pulling away from what we really are, and the time that never stopped or started was more defined as we were aware enough for it to take shape. Maybe pretty words sound good and soothe on a greater level when pulled from meaning. Maybe we just like the way they feel in our tongues and balance on planks cut from wood of a forest burned by its own spontaneity. Maybe a compass isn't a point or a pole, but another shape to run fingers across to guide a direction we won't follow naturally absent of observation. Maybe every word is already in every order they ever could be. What? Who? About a year ago, I ordered Mein Kampf with the intent of reading it because I've always heard people compare this person and that person to Hitler, what Hitler said, what Hitler did, what Hitler thought, and I wanted to know. I'm sure there are similarities. I'm sure there are the exact same strategies that have been used. When I received my copy of Mein Kampf in the mail, near the address, there was a bright red stamp that said, Arrived Unsealed. I was a little suspicious, a little paranoid. But I also still went ahead and took a picture of it and posted it on Facebook and said that if you wanted to hear what I thought about my new book, that you should listen to the podcast. The point being, I don't care The government, corporations, other people are going to invade my personal privacy constantly throughout my life. I know that. I expect that. There really isn't much I can do about that. I didn't get around to reading Mein Kampf, and I doubt that I will anytime soon, so if you're expecting that, this isn't the place for it. 
If I ever meet Elon Musk, I'm going to show him pictures with squares and ask him to select all that have traffic lights. And I also want to say that I want to uninfluence. I don't want to be an influencer. I want to do the opposite. I want to be an uninfluencer. I want people to look at and like what I do so much, it influences them to do the same for themselves. Not the same thing that I'm doing, but what would do that for them. I keep seeing these celebrities on Twitter getting aggressive with their antics to influence, to shame, to pressure people into doing stuff like getting the vaccine. I don't think that's right, and I don't like that. Even when, especially when, it comes from people that I do like. I've said cunt 15 times today. I haven't said happy once. My head feels empty and my heart flat, which means we must be just about done for this episode. If you want a pin, message me. You may already qualify. They may already have microchips in them. I may be adding some additional microchips of my own. And I'd really like to go blast myself out of a cannon now, but I I have to settle for launching myself out of a trebuchet.